Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Talking to Us. My name is Robert Westerman, and today I'm here with Colin Ryan. What's up? And Owen Fallon. How's it going? Uh, before we begin, real quick, I'm looking for more people to come on the podcast. So if you're interested, get in touch with me or talk to me in person, and we'll try to send something up. The more people, the better. So today I want to start and talk about the college recruitment process. I've got some Division three athletic commits in the house today. So I want to head it over to Owen, who's going to get us started. Uh, Owen, I, w- I just want you to talk a little bit about how the recruitment process went for you. And if you could give people that want to be college uh, athletes in the future, what advice do you have for them? What would you tell them right now? So uh, for me, the recruitment process was pretty was was pretty shitty, honestly. Um, it was tough. Obviously, COVID screwed a lot of things up for me. Um, you know, like football. With football, you can't really get recruited outside of your high school sports, so you kind of rely on that on that high school season. And when COVID kind of took away my junior year, I was just left with um, kind of like four or five games of sophomore tape of this small scrawny guy who was, you know, super unconfident. And to be honest, it was a very good tape, but I, I got some good looks. I was talking with a lot of kind of Ivy league schools and, you know, high academic D three schools. And um, so I thought, you know, I was just going to have to wait um, until uh, senior year. And what ended up happening is, uh, you know, guys from the transfer portal kind of also screwed me. Um, you know, with the transfer portal got so big and then guys, you know, it, it, it screwed high school guys like me and maybe Colin dealt a little bit with that. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I, I ended up, um, I, it came down between WNL and Denison and then um, WNL kind of didn't really pan out. My academics weren't quite there. But um, I'm, I'm super pumped about Denison. And, and honestly, if I was to give anyone advice, I would say, you know, just be patient with it, really. Um, you know, don't don't get your heart set out on on one school because so many guys out there will just will blow your line and act like, you know, they're your number one guy, but you're really not. And uh, there's always someone better than you. <laughs> and, you know, I'd, I'd say be patient would be my number one thing. That's super good advice. And uh, Colin, you can you can talk in a second here, but. You brought up the transfer portal. I was just curious what y'all think about the transfer portal. And like, I've heard a lot of people over the past few months kind of saying how it's ruining sports. And um, I just, I want to know y'all's thoughts as college athletes. Like, what do y'all think about that? Um, well, for me, I think the transfer portal, like, I think it's, it's good in ways that like college athletes, if the first place they go, it doesn't work out because yeah. of, like a coach leaving or, you know, something like that, that they can't really control happens at the school. Like it's good that they get a fresh start and don't have to sit out a year. Yeah. But I think part of the problem with it is that a lot of guys just run when like the first year there's no, no playing time. And like, personally, I think that's kind of a bad culture we're setting that guys can just run from the first challenge they see in college. But as COVID kind of, like, yeah. well, COVID allowed you to just take an, a, another year without even redshirting, yeah. which kind of screwed it. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot about the COVID extra year. Yeah. yeah that so, so, so many people were just taking extra years, mm-hmm. which screwed high school athletes. Because, you know, if you're a college, why wouldn't you want to take a guy that's yeah. played four years of, has four years of college experience? 
like you would always take that guy over a high school kid. So yeah, that's. I mean, going off what Owen said, a lot of coaches in basketball, at least, were talking to us like it's no longer you got to be the best player on the floor at the AAU tournament. It's like you got to be the best player, period. Now to get like for this coach to want you, you got to be the best player he's seeing anywhere because they like. Why would you not take a junior in college that still has? two, three years left of eligibility because of COVID and all this other stuff that's already learned how the college game feels, how to play like defense at a college level, how to communicate at a college level. Like, why would you not take them over yeah. um, when it, when the other guy is just a high school kid who um, hasn't learned all those lessons yet? So um, it makes a lot more sense. From a coaching perspective, I get it that it makes sense to take transfer portal guys and older guys but it's tough when you're going through it as a as a high school recruit yeah totally um con touch on your college recruitment how did that go for you yeah actually i mean pretty similar to owen i mean covid didn't play quite as big of a role um in mine i would say because we do have like aau and basketball which is where a ton of recruiting occurs but yeah like similar to owen I think like I, we all like both of us. I think had the dream of we wanted to play in the Ivy League, and that was yeah. like what I had my mind set on. Um, I thought, and I think, I think everyone probably thinks this, but internally, like you watch an Ivy League basketball game or Owen watch the Ivy League football game, like you see that you think you can play at that level. So it doesn't make sense like what's going through a college coach's mind sometimes when right. oh he's not he's not hitting me up anymore. He's not like trying to um, and like. You see, do you see the kids that get offered? Yeah, and like yeah. I see those kids, and I'm like, I know I'm better than this kid. Yeah, that, so. so like it's that's like the hardest part of the recruiting process is like trying to stay positive when, like for me at least, like I played basketball and like defense was kind of my thing, and like I felt myself to like I was defending some of like the best players in the nation like pretty well, and I just didn't see like those kids are going ACC, I'm defending them well like. I can't, I can't even get like a low major division one. So that was like definitely the part that was like messing with my head throughout it. But you know, when, when WNL panned out, I mean, it, it felt like a good spot for me. So I was, I was happy and I definitely could have waited a little longer, but thought that it fit me, you know, socially and athletically and academically. So why not just get excited about something that uh, definitely was worth getting getting excited about yeah i mean it sounds like the perfect fit from what you've been saying and um real quick is let's say i want to be a college athlete is it should i be realistic with where i can actually go or should i you know should i if let's say i'm realistically a division three athlete should i try and you know reach out to division one places is that even worth my time yeah, I mean, for me, like football, like a lot of the recruiting goes on in, on uh, Twitter. So what I mean, what you do is you pretty much go on Twitter and you just follow hundreds of coaches, and you know you can kind of you can literally see for yourself where you kind of land, Division three, Division two, II, Division one, just based off who follows you back. So I mean, you'll get coaches from all, from all over that will follow you back, and I'll kind of tell you you know, where you, you'll kind of end up going. At least that was for me. And so when I had a bunch of division one coaches following me back, I was like, Oh man, I'm a division one football player. But, you know, I think obviously, uh, you know, if you're, you know, a guy that you don't really know, I, I think always probably, you know, maybe 
maybe ask your coach. Yeah. I mean, your coach will, will give you a straight up answer, you know, and especially, you know, college sports, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it, like size, you know, you know, you could be a great high school athlete, but you just don't have the projectability to play in college. So I would say, you know, definitely start by asking your coach, you know, where do you think I can realistically play at? Yeah. One of the things that was pretty helpful for me. So, I mean, this is kind of off topic, but I thought, I thought for a little while about playing like college soccer. And I met with Coach Rob Ucrop, who's the collegiate head coach, and he told me, like, give me a list of 10 schools that would be your dream, and then give me a list of 10 that are realistic. And we're not saying we're cutting out the ones that are on the dream list, so we're not cutting out, like, the UNCs, the Dukes, the UVAs. Like, we're not saying, like, that's an, there's no chance it's not going to happen, but we want to make sure we both have, like, a clear picture of, like, what's realistic, what's your dream, and, like, how can we try to fit your dream and what's real together at like a good school for you yeah i mean i think rob especially gives super great advice and any coach really especially at collegiate i feel like is super trustworthy when it comes to that stuff mm-hmm. yeah but colin you know you, st- you you spoke about soccer i mean you were the first all-american soccer player at collegiate mm-hmm. um what made you choose basketball over soccer um what it really came down to for me was like what I liked practicing more. So probably naturally I'm a better soccer player than I am basketball. I would say like if I would have put my head towards soccer, I think I could have been pretty good at it. Um, But like for me personally, if I was having a rough day, like I felt myself wanting to play basketball. I didn't really feel myself wanting to go juggle a soccer ball outside or go like text my friends like let's let's practice soccer but like in in another part of like COVID I guess which was a positive for me is like when everything stopped I felt myself like really wishing I had some basketball games soccer I mean yeah I was missing it but it wasn't like this like everyday thing like that I was getting down about like I was getting down that I couldn't play any basketball yeah you I mean you always seemed like you like basketball so much more than soccer Mm -hmm. yeah I think like soccer was just something that for some reason, I don't know, I played it when I was little. I was all right at it and just like it was kind of what I did, but basketball was always a little more of like what I enjoyed, you could say. But I mean nothing against soccer. I had great times with a tons of teams, but basketball just stood out a little bit more. Yeah, I mean totally. Um so Colin, you play you played point guard on the team this past season. Owen, you were starting quarterback. With those positions, there comes a lot of responsibility, leadership, um, and I mean, you know, sometimes, especially I think uh, with basketball and football, you know, it, like if the point guard's having a good game, the team has a good game. If the quarterback has a good game, the team has a good game. So mm-hmm. how do you guys handle that responsibility? And, you know, if you're struggling in a game, what is the best thing for you to do in that moment? And like, just talk a little bit about kind of the like I said the responsibility of those positions yeah I mean I don't, I don't know if Colin feels this way but like I mean Trev you kind of hit this hit it on the spot like when you like when when the football team loses like I I feel like I carry that weight mm-hmm. but you know on the flip side when you win you know you you do get a lot of glory um you know just kind of the nature of the position but you know I mean I I kind of knew that you know that that's what I was signing up for you know I I 
I really wanted to play quarterback because I knew that it would allow me to have the most, you know, kind of control over the game and the control of the outcome of the game. So that's kind of what, what drawed me into the position, to be honest with you. Um, Cause I knew that I could just give my chance to the biggest team or the biggest chance to win in that position. So, you know, I, I kind of signed up for that. You know, I, I like dealing under, dealing under pressure. Um, you know, I, I, it kind of, it, it helps motivate me, honestly. Um, you know, never slack off or anything like that. You know, you can't, you can't have any off plays, you know, everybody's, everybody's watching you, but you know, to anyone that or you know, to, on how I handled that pressure, um, I, I guess it's something that I, I just kind of do inherently. I, I really like enjoy that. Like that's kind of what I seek out in sports is like the overtime, you know, the end of the fourth quarter, like those moments of sports is like really why I play. And like, that's when I'm having the most fun. So I, I guess I just kind of signed up for it. Like, that's just what I love. Yeah. Um, playing point guard, um, not exactly what I thought I was going to play my sophomore year when I started. I, I started out the season in tryouts with, like, the bigs, kind of. I was, like, playing, like, a three or four. Um, played big for, like, the first, like, couple games this season. But I was kind of in that trail spot. So, like, the point guard would bring it up. I, I would, like, inbound the ball. The point guard would bring it up. But then a lot of the times, Coach Harris just realized, like, they'd give it back to me if there was a press and I'd just like take it up. And it kind of just naturally became like, I felt pretty comfortable bringing it up to the floor. Yeah. I mean, I was never a crazy scorer, like still wasn't my senior year, but so it kind of just came more naturally, like than being like, I want to be the point guard. Um, so I think that took a little bit of the pressure off of it. Like I never thought of it as like, I, I need the ball every time we come up. It's a little different. Like, especially with the way coach Harris plays, like we try to play fast. Like it's not always like give the ball to Colin and everyone run up and let's like set up the offense. He tries to play fast. So that pressure wasn't really there, but I mean, actually I'm kind of the opposite of Owen. Like I get, I get really nervous um, in pressure situations. It's probably something I need to work on. I mean, I get Uh, nervous. Yeah. I kind of like the nerves. Yeah. I mean, nothing else gives me that like, yeah. You use the nerves to yeah. like yeah. push you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I tried to, but yeah, I mean, I think anyone that's like played a sport or like, I guess even probably watch me play knows I'm like pretty emotional. Um, when I play like something that I'm trying to definitely control and work on. <laughs> but, um, so I think part of it for me, like, um, the, I've talked with like coach Stanley up at school just for a quick second about like how he used like some mindfulness and deep breaths um, during sports. Like, um, so I think that's definitely helped me and I've tried to like incorporate that a lot into like big moments, um, just taking deep breaths. And I mean, it's not always going to work. Like you're not always like, Oh, just cause I took a deep breath this time. Like it's going to go my way, but it's something I've realized that has helped calm me down and make it like no different. The free throw in the fourth quarter shouldn't be any different than the one in the first quarter. Like it's, yeah. it's the same thing. And that's definitely something I've struggled with, but um, that the mindfulness stuff has helped me with. Yeah. I mean, I think mindfulness and, you know, like those apps, like calm and yeah. those sorts of things. I think yeah. those things are like, those are things that are taken over. Yeah. Like yeah, people I mean, are using them like crazy. Like Owen, have you? Well, like, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember my senior speech I wrote about Alex Peavy yeah. and he's kind of been like a mentor of mine and he's like a guru 
on that mindfulness stuff. So he knows all that. So he's been he's been great with all that for me. Yeah, I think. I mean, when we I think we first did mindfulness for me the first time I can remember it was in like fourth grade, and I was like, "What are we doing?" Like, yeah, like there was a lady that came in with like I remember it was like an anchor. And she ha- held a boat over top and was like, when your boat like goes away from the anchor, like you just want to pull it back straight above the anchor. And I like remember that like specifically thinking in my fourth grade class, like, what are we doing? Like I'm yeah. too, I'm like, way. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm I, like, yeah. I, I think I, I, I'm right. like, I, was I think everyone was like, what the fuck? Like, like we, yeah, we were like, come on. Like, <laughs> yeah. But then like. I found myself, especially in the upper school, like actually using some of the stuff that they taught me. So that was, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. I think that like, there's not a ton of stuff that I like remember from the lower school, like specifically, but like, that's one of them. And that's something that's helped me in school and in athletics. So that's been a pretty, pretty cool thing. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, I think in this world and this like current day, I feel like the world is like so chaotic and everyone's so busy. Just like, thinking about taking a moment to just like catch your breath and like take five minutes and do some mindfulness. I mean, I don't think I could do it still because I just, I feel I've tried it. Um, yeah. And those mindfulness sessions and I feel like it would work. I probably should just practice more. Like, did you guys like, was it, is it all just about the practice? Like just doing it multiple uh, times or is it like the first time you did it? You were like, yeah, I mean, it it was not like the first time it just kind of works, but I noticed the like, I noticed myself doing it. So I would I would go home and like I don't know Jake McDonald and like PV would like yeah. tell us to like yeah. practice it every day. Uh-huh. And I remember like I did that and I would be like, all right, like I don't know if I really want to do this anymore. And then I you know I'd be nervous as you know nervous as hell before a before a football game yeah. and be like, I mean why not try this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why yeah, not try this? Totally. Yeah. And so then I just started doing it, and then I found myself kind of just by nature inherently just doing it more and more which is which has kind of been awesome i just kind of catch myself i'm like oh damn yeah kind of slowing slowing my exhale and all that so yeah same as owen like i even notice now like when i'm like practicing basketball like if i'm getting upset like i've missed a couple like jump shots straight you had deep breath for your free throw go yeah yeah definitely a deep breath before my free throws now but i mean which we hope we can see some improvement with that, but, um, but like in my workouts, like I'll miss some shots and like, I'll just think like, okay, now it's time to take like a deep breath and like slow that exhale. Like Owen said, like exhale longer than inhale. Yeah. And like, I feel like I've definitely noticed a difference. Like if I do that, I feel like there's a much higher chance that next shot goes in than like yeah. the ones before. Like, I don't know if it's like a placebo or like what's yeah, really going on, but I mean, it, it's crazy. Cause I even saw it like, like, you see pros doing this stuff that, like, we got taught as, like, fifth graders. By, right. Like, Jake McDonald. Like, I was watching on TikTok this, like, five-star point guard. Like, they were, like, posting his workouts, and, like, his trainer was, like, telling him to do it. And I was, like, that's pretty crazy. I was taught yeah. that in, like, fifth grade. And they're, like, teaching him to yeah. do it now. It's, like. Yeah, I definitely, don't, I definitely don't think it's for everyone, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of people, like, play angry. Like, a lot of people yeah. play better when they're angry and they kind of, like, want to get yeah. mad before a game or, like, really juiced up. But that that's just never how I've played. And so I think you just got to know yourself and kind of the way yeah. the way you want to approach a game. So it's just, like, it's just dependent on who you are, really. Yeah, I mean, if you're a guy who, like, plays really well when they're mad, like, I know a lot of guys in the lacrosse team that, like, 
get super mad and angry and all like juiced up but i'm not like and, and it's like that in football too but yeah. i've never really liked that like it's just like that doesn't really get me going that no, much yeah, for sure especially especially in your mind like that doesn't help you yeah yeah i mean <clears throat> i think for soccer like i just sometimes i feel like i overthink things mm-hmm. yeah like what about like what about a time i mean you have to like come up with a specific time but like let's just say there's a time where you were like i should have done this or i you know i could have done this better during a game like do you guys just like are you guys like do you analyze that like do you look at that on film or whatever like do you think about that are you kind of just like all right we need to move on like next game next play whatever um personally i watch like a lot of film um like, I find myself, like, going back, like, I'm not even playing soccer anymore. Like, I'll watch games that we played this year. Not even to, like, relive it, but just to, like, analyze it. I don't know. I like watching, yeah, like. Kind of get pissed off. And- yeah, like I, like, I still feel myself, like, ooh, like, next time. But, like, there isn't really a next time. But still, like, I don't know. Like, that's just kind of how I was taught to, like, watch the game. Yeah. I and mean. Then- for me, it's, like, I've always – I've gotten, like, a lot better at it throughout the years, like, not letting the last play affect the next. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, obviously, like, it, it's it's pretty much inevitable yeah. for, for you to completely wash something out. Um, but but it's definitely something that – you know, like, mindfulness, like, I'm just talking with PV, like, that's just one of those things that it just kind of helps indirectly. Um, just kind of letting you just – like, I you know, I throw a pick, you know, you – you have no option to go back out there again. Yeah. And so, you know, it's always, it's always next play, you know, what can I do? What can I do next? You know? So that's always been kind of, it's been a growing mindset. Like early on, it was, I was so bad at that. Like, you know, I fuck up once and I would just keep, it would just be a kind of a ripple effect. But I, I think, you know, like over the years, it's, it's, it's been something that I've been trying to get better at and develop. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I know for soccer, it's funny that you mentioned, like, going back and watching the soccer games. I do that, like, all the time. Yeah. Just because it, like, good memories, well, I mean, basically. Well, fucking won the state champion. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it's, like, good memories. It's, yeah, um, it also, it's, like, motivating, like, knowing that we were all able to do that. Like, you want that feeling again. Yeah. like, every day, like, that, Get closer to that, that feeling kind of, like, goes back away. But, or, like, gets, like, a little smaller. Like, that memory is a little less, but, like, every time I watch it, it's, like, that strive to, like, want to win something big like that again. Like, I don't know, comes back. So, like, I get the chills still kind of watching, like, Yeah, me too. Forever. Every, every time, every time like, I bring yeah. up a game, it brings a smile to my face. So. Forever jealous of that. <laughs> um, so, kind of changing the subject a little bit here. Like, we talked about mindfulness, but, like, is there anything y'all do pre-game routine music food ritual some sort of thing um food wise i always go pb and j but this is just football football i always go pb and j like a couple hours out and then i'm not a big like get to the locker room like two hours early guy i i I hate that because i just think about i just i'm like i don't want to think about this game that much yeah i feel like you get there Um, and you just like sit there and be like and be like like, worried yeah Yeah. it's stupid yeah I, i i always hated that um, but I, I'll get there, like, enough where I can stretch enough and kind of get locked in a little bit. Um, in terms of, like, music, I'm pretty much rap. And then something kind of interesting, I do, like, I time it right where my last song that I always play is, like, a country song. 
or like okay like a chill song all right because i'm like i don't want to be like because i just want to get in like my zone where i'm like all right this is just normal like this is, this is just there's, nothing, there's nothing there's yeah. nothing special about yeah, what's special. about to happen yeah exactly. it's just another game that's that's how I, that's what i do um i don't really have like a pre-game ritual the biggest thing for me is like i hate eating anytime close to a game um like i don't want to eat anything like after like i don't know like leading up but like a lot of times my mom or dad will like try to force me to like have something but that's the biggest for me it's hard to like want to eat anything i don't know i like lose my appetite when i know a big game is coming yes um but getting there like I, i don't really i don't listen to that much music i don't do that much before like i don't handle like the what time do, like if you have like a five o'clock game what time do you get to the locker room? yeah good question i mean i'm probably getting there at like all right say we'll say warm-ups start at 4 15 what time are you gonna get to the locker? i'm probably getting there at like four yeah like not Damn. like not That's... for soccer like i'd get there at four like i'm probably because i'm trying i'm not trying to like go on the bench like, and like these, these people hear people games, like talking to me about the game because i'm trying to like warm up start at 4 15 and the game's at like five i'll get there at like four or like maybe three Dude, maybe three fifty that's probably so crazy early. to me yeah, probably like, earlier for seniors for football but. games like what i mean i'll just take homecoming as an example so we had a one o'clock start our warm start at 12 people already get there at like 10 yeah, whoa man. like, like wh- people get there at 10 doing what people get there earlier than 10 they just i i mean for some everyone's different but like people yeah. will get locked in for hours and i'm just like what are y'all doing here yeah i would just definitely get too nervous like it would be yeah. fun like it wouldn't be helpful to get there any earlier than just yeah that's, that's like to get there and get going yeah like, really like i kind of like i kind of um compare that to like a, an exam or a test like some people get to like an exam yeah. super early yeah. i just exactly. like to get there i mean I, I get there a little early just like maybe a quick review Dude, or whatever all right, I'll admit I'm like the, I'm an early bird, but that's just that's just who I am, dude. I I, I just like even yeah, even in, like like, just... even in the latter days of school, I would just get there early just because I wanted to see people and stuff. But yeah, um, you know, like for an exam, um, like some people just get there really early and it's yeah. like kind of just sit there. Like I'd rather just show up and like take it and just be done. Yeah, because the exam's already long enough. Yeah. Like, but um, I mean, obviously sports it's a little different than that, but. I think kind of like similar, similar sort of thing. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about coaches, and like you know, you mentioned uh, PV, mm-hmm. um, and then you know Del Harris, Robbie Ucrop, yeah. and then obviously, um, you know, you've got the whole football staff. Like, yeah. is there a coach that comes to mind? That's I mean, maybe not necessarily your favorite, but like most significant or like you know mm-hmm. biggest influence on you. That's a really tough question. I, I've spent, um, like, countless seasons with Coach Featherston. So, he, I mean, he's like a second dad to me, pretty much. But, um, so, I mean, I feel like I kind of have to say him just because I've, I've, I've spent, I've literally had him for lacrosse, basketball, and football. In sophomore year, I would have had him in all three sports, but I quit lacrosse. <laughs> um... So, I would say Coach Featherston has been pretty impactful for me. Also, like Coach Stan, he's just always around. <laughs> he, uh, he, he likes to talk to y'all during lunch. Yeah, he's that kind yeah. of guy. Pretty much he's, every day. He wants to talk. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a ton for me. Like, every coach kind of brings, like, something a little different. Yeah. 
like Owen jokingly, but I, Coach Coach Roy, uh, he's one of the assistants for the basketball team at Collegiate, but he was also my AAU coach. Um, not like a collegiate guy, really. Like wasn't didn't go here or anything, but one of like the most definitely influential guys um, on my like look at the game because he's like he's incredible with the X's and O's like gets a scout like has changed the way I like prepare for a game and then also um I mean really coach Lewis and coach Ucrop but since I touched on coach Ucrop I'll go to coach Lewis like just the way he's able to like stay so competitive at such like because like I know I'm like a crazy like competitive guy I I like to think but like to see like him find a way to like continue being like so like into it and like care so much at like at like a coaching position is like pretty in, like inspiring and like kind of made me like re-love soccer I guess for a while because like it wasn't like like I said I didn't really enjoy like practicing it there for a good bit but he like made me feel like it was something uh pretty special and pretty fun yeah I mean I think uh coach Lewis is I think he just, like, relates to us a little bit better yeah, than Coach Ucrop, yeah. and, like, that's why, like, they're such a good duo, because why does, uh, Rob, Rob is, like, the strategizer, and Shep's, like, like, I don't know, like, yeah. it just, I feel like he serves his role super well. Yeah. I need you to tell me about Coach Ucrop's, uh, like, shorts. Like, what's uh, going on there? He's, he's the only guy that, like, pulls those off kind of <laughs> well. He, and the bucket hats, yeah. the bucket hats too. Bucket but hat. he's just like a he's just a superstitious guy. It seems bandaid, bandaid to too. Me. Yeah, but like, are those pants or are those shorts? You're gonna have to ask yeah, him. Yeah, you're bro. gonna have to ask are him. Those, does he buy we, them uh, like that? Yeah, he buys yeah, them. Like no, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you can he's, buy those? I think so. Probably. So he doesn't like makeshift them. Nah, he's not like cutting. He's not like cutting. He's not cutting no. pants. No, like, but he he wears that bandaid every yeah, day because he he like scored like. Like scored a goal or what? What, what did he like? It's some super good game. I don't remember yeah, the story, but that's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's superstitious. Very, but yeah. I mean, he's awesome. I think it's crazy, like how the like I don't think the perception around him is bad at all from like the outer, but like it's crazy how much like he like changes once when you like really know him. Like I don't think people think he's like a bad guy, but like they might think yeah he's a little weird with like the shorts and stuff. But like once you know him, he's like. Like he's really yeah he's, he's really like, yeah he's super cool like you were there with the uh, ding dong ditch when we ding dong ditch rob you cross <laughs> no dude one time uh <laughs> all right i guess i'll tell the story one time uh me and my brother and reed coleman <laughs> i think someone else was there, i can't remember but uh we all decided to ding dong ditch this house not knowing it was rob you cross <laughs> it was a horrible idea um Cause we did it once and we we're like, all right, like no one came out, but we saw someone in the window. So we we're like, fuck, no one's coming out. <laughs> and so we're like, all right, we'll do it again. And we did it again. We all ran, like someone kind of came out, like whatever. And we're like, all right, well that was lame. And so we did it again. <laughs> and Rob Ucrop is behind his house, like around the bushes waiting for us. <laughs> he's waiting for us what and so everyone starts sprinting and this guy is like on my brother's ass (laughs) and so you like the way it works you had to like hop over a creek and my brother was not athletic enough to hop over this creek and so rob ucrop tracked him down and like 
reprimanded them. Oh my lord! I was never I caught. That but... was... That's crazy. Yeah, I had crazy. no sure idea. It was Rob? Not really, but what? I'm <laughs> you sure it was Rob? You I don't know if I do... where was it, dude. I no, I know it. I'm pretty sure it was Rob Ucrop. Dude, I... because does Rob's he, not walk... like he used faster. to walk his kid to school? Used to he used to walk his kid to school. I know that. But Rob's not like fast. And like, I used to I live like he has like knee issues a little bit. Yeah, he does. Like, he's like chasing. All right, well maybe I maybe I lied. <laughs> I'm telling cool, you, cool story. I'm anyway, yeah. you. Good, good story. Right, let's, just, let's just say it was Rob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, kind of a bigger uh, change of subjects here, but like I think uh, a big topic that I want to talk about is like the social life at collegiate. All right. Um, like. I personally feel like there's, um, like, I don't know if a hierarchy is, like, the right word, but I just feel like the school is, like, very clicky, and that's definitely the perception. Like, do you guys think that's true? And, like, um, I think, I don't know who said this, but, like, over the past couple days, I feel I remember someone saying, like, they came to collegiate as a freshman, and they had a lot of um, trouble moving in like to the social life and like making friends and stuff because of the groups that were already formed because of the you know lower school and middle school so like do you guys think that like those perceptions are true and like you know for for that freshman coming in like is it you know what do they need to do maybe not like you don't have to answer like what do they need to do but like i don't know like what are you guys thoughts on that social hierarchy um i feel like collegiate like it's such a it's such a like inclusive accepting um like environment that like everybody has kind of their group but i feel like every group's kind of like like no one really cares yeah like i don't really feel like there's that much of a social hierarchy just because everybody kind of like has their group and like that's just their group and like groups will mix and collide and like um, but it, there's not really like this like hierarchy. Yeah, yeah I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, I, 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 I don't think, think that's really like the best word I think to there's use. Definitely but like, like, there's not like that cliche like Hollywood movie like. That's kind of what I'm talking about though. Yeah. Like, like that's I know, I know so, what, you what you're saying is that not that's not true. I, I just feel like at collegiate like. I don't know. I don't really think there's like a like those are like the best like the coolest kids or whatever. Because I feel like everyone's like what they want is different yeah. for like their high school experience. But I mean, I definitely think there's like groups that form in middle school that don't really change. Like me and Owen, I guess like we were good friends in middle school, like stayed yeah. good friends in high school. Like, yeah. That didn't really change or like, like us and like Reed and Scotty and Patrick, like we yeah. all like, and then we definitely became closer with a lot of more kids in high school, I would say, but like there definitely is groups and I could, I can definitely see how that would be like really yeah. challenging, which I hate looking back on. Like that, that's like I feel like something like I don't know, Con, you feel this way, but like for me, like socially, like we've gone like like or at least I've gone like so much more like outward and like yeah. who I spend time with outside of school. And like looking back on it, like in middle school, I mean, we would hang out with like four people yeah. and like play basketball all day. Like, yeah, that's just all we did. Yeah. And, like, looking at, like, now, like, growing older, like, we hang out with a lot of, like, a lot of different people. And, like, I love that. And, like, just kind of, like, meeting new people. Not necessarily meeting new people. It's people you've known for so long, but it's like, oh, this guy's actually pretty cool. Like, yeah. 
Like that, like that's something that. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like in middle school, we didn't like. I mean, because yeah. middle school is like a tough. Like I mean. Like maybe I would say in middle school there could be like a hierarchy thing. Like people like thought like we're trying to be like it. But yeah. I think when in upper school you find like like people just have differences that like not saying they can't be friends, but like if if our interests don't align at all, like it's gonna not like make a good not really not make sense for us to be friends. But I mean like we're, we're all friends. I don't mean that, but be yeah, like like, like hang out every week. Like if I if I play sports and that's like my main thing, but someone's like they do like theater every every day after school, like we don't see each other because I'm on the soccer field there and oh it's like yeah. it's just not gonna make sense. But right. I don't think there's yeah. anything like wrong with the differences um like that the two people have. I don't know. But I, I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't say there's like a hierarchy. But it definitely can be tough. Like clearly just a weird weird place yeah, 100%. because like another thing that i've always thought is pretty interesting is like there's so many people at collegiate who like their parents went to collegiate or like their parents uh, yeah. were in the same like yeah. class at collegiate and like i don't know if i, I don't know did my, your, my mom went there yeah, yeah your my mom dad went, there. went to collegiate I but know. like that's always been interesting to me because like no, like none of mine did but like I, I swear every week I hear like a news story of like, oh, our parents were in the same grade. And it's like, whoa, like, yeah. So like y'all have known each other like since like you were little, like, yeah, like, like that, that really stuff's bad. pretty crazy to me at collegiate, which I mean, I think in a way is like a draw because it's like people love this place so much that like they're willing to like sacrifice like and like send their kids here because they know how good of an experience they had. But in a way I can see it being like, wow, that's, like, a mountain to climb to, like, get, like, on the ends, you could say, with, like, the groups. Because, like, these people have known each other since they were yeah. kids, and now they're sending their kids here. So you mean, like, you mean, like, groups form because of their parents? Is that, like, I'm not saying, saying? I'm like, not saying that, but, like... It's, like, who are, like, if, I mean, if your parents are friends, there's a likely chance that, like, you're gonna be friends. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. So I'm not just, like, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. I'm like, just saying Families are so tight, like... At collegiate, like I feel like every, everybody knows each other. Yeah. Like I mean, you know everybody in your grade, and like parents generally know everyone. Yeah. And probably most of them knew knew each other before you know they even had kids. Yeah. And so like that can kind of in itself just create kind of clicky yeah. groups. Yeah. I mean, I see that. Were you gonna say something? No. No. Okay. That wasn't it, yeah. Um, how do you guys think social media is affecting the social life? Like, I know it's a pretty at big collegiate. question. Yeah, like, at collegiate. Like, I think, like, personally, I feel like social media has made it harder. I don't know. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like that's kind of where, like, the groups form because, like, it's it sounds stupid, but, like, I don't know. Like, even it's just, like, a small thing, like a group chat. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. it sounds so silly. No, I don't even But, know. like, I, I, I just think about that stuff, and it's, like, it's, like, I don't know. Sometimes at school, this, this person's, like, dude, look at this funny thing in this group chat oh and then it's like oh i'm not a part of that like yeah, that right. sucks yeah. like um like for me i think like i like social media but like i just don't really use it that much and like i mean like snapchat and I, instagram i just don't really like i mean my instagram is like so like it's it's six soccer posts that's literally all it is i have like i just all soccer that it's like that but that's me like yeah, i don't know yeah, i just 
those. Like I had, I don't know. Uh, and then like Snapchat, I bear. I mean, I barely use Snapchat. Um, I Snapchat like fifteen people. So like, I don't know. Like, right. what do you guys think about that? No, I think, I think the group chat one you made like a pretty good point on. Like, I've always kind of thought that that stuff does like. Um, yeah, group chat creates some drama. Like, it's not even. But it, I think a lot of it is like it's not even like intentional a lot of the time. Yeah, no, it's like not. like but like you there's no way not to take it personally. But like a lot of the time it's not personal at all. But like people just it's just like one like one night can form a group chat. Like one day you're like hey like I'm getting these four guys, like me and three others are going to go play golf. And then it's like you make a group chat and then like bang you start sending like you had the best time playing golf so now y'all yeah. are like texting for the next like three weeks because that golf night was amazing and then the fifth guy in that group was like wait what like you, yeah y'all been texting us like what oh yeah, like, yeah. Like, I, see, like, I see what you're saying but, like That's none of that at all was like intentional none of that at all was like a personal like what like you left me out of that but like it's just it's what happens and like it sucks but like i don't know i don't think like there's a way to like yeah i mean for me, I'm kind of like social media. Like, I probably use it too much. Like, I'm probably guilty of that. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, honestly, like, it's just like so. It's so addicting. Like, I just hop on my phone. And I just have. I'm. I'm. I've always. I've always got somewhere to go on my phone. Yeah. Like, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, like <laughs> Netflix. So there's always something to like do. And I probably use Snapchat way too much, which kind of. But I guess it's like I mean it's how I communicate with all my friends. Yeah. Like I don't really like text. Like I don't text that much. Like yeah. I I'll like Snapchat you if I need to talk to you. So like that's just kind of. I don't I mean it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I guess that's kind of why I use it so much. It's just like that's how I'm gonna like text someone if I yeah. need something or like want to ask them a question. Like so. I mean, yeah. and also I'd say like I mean, just in terms of like. No, never mind. <laughs> what? Never mind. Go ahead. Never mind. You... No. Well, like, <laughs> I mean, like, having a girlfriend for the past like three years, like, like you're gonna use a lot of Snapchat, yeah. just because like my girlfriend is addicted to it. So like, I feel like it's a big like girl app yeah. in a lot of ways, which kind of makes it a big guy app. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, I was gonna say something. Um. Oh, okay. This is kind of another silly thing that I, I mean I think about, but like, what about um, the amount of Instagram followers and your Snap score? Like, like I said, like I don't know. Is, do you think that's dumb? Like, it's not a. Uh, I don't know. Like, I just I don't think about it very often. But I don't. I just kind of. Yeah, I, I just kind of like kind of just came to my head. I don't know. Uh yeah, I don't really think about uh, scoring. Like your Snapchat score and like how many Instagram <laughs> followers you got, because I don't know. I just never really thought of that as being like the indicator of like if you're like a cool, cool yeah. guy or it could not. Could be the like, indicator of a lot of things. Yeah, like you could take that like so many different ways. Yeah, it like, really could be. Like I think maybe a, I, I would say that's maybe more of like a middle school or like a younger uh, thought process that like oh you have a good Snap score like. Yeah. It must be so popular, but like how many likes you get? Like I could give a fuck. Like, yeah, like like I don't know. I never really thought like that. That like matters too much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, like, it's 
it's kind of stupid. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to. I think follower is definitely bigger than snap score. Yeah, yeah. Like my snap score is only big because I've had it for like ten years, and I've and like I mean, yeah. I just I use it probably too much. Yeah, um, totally. But is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? I think I mean I've I've hit on everything that I wanted to talk about, and you guys have. We've gone on for a while here, and I think uh, we're at a pretty good spot. But if there's anything else that you all want to touch on, I think I don't know. We've we've hit on a lot of different things, but it's it's been good conversation. So yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. I feel like we covered a lot. Yeah, I know. Started with sports and stuff. Got on to some real talk. I think we hit it. I don't. I don't have anything. I was like looking to to chat about um yeah i mean besides i thought i i hope me and owen were or owen and i (laughs) were able to um help talk about like the recruiting stuff because that's like a really hard time that like people don't realize is like so hard like i thought well trev did you ever consider playing soccer in college yeah i did like you just didn't so I think the the thing for me was that like I just took too long to decide whether I wanted to do it or not. Yeah. yeah. So I would spend like a month going like like pretty hard at it. I'd be like sending emails, yeah. getting texts from coaches, and like mm-hmm. just like filling out the questionnaires. But I I also think that soccer is like I think it's just more difficult. Yeah. It's because um. So popular. Like, yeah, I think it's soccer. I think is harder. Like because football, you said it's just like Twitter. Basically, like yeah. soccer, I have to form all these emails, and yeah, that's like funny. if you really want to get noticed, you have to do research on each school, and you have to send like thirty emails to different. Like you have to spend, yeah. you have to send all of these emails because you don't want to send like five and then nobody responds. It's like all right, well that's it. Like, right. yeah. um, I mean, I definitely I got responses um, from some schools, but like it's just none of them really just stood out to me, and like. One school, I was like, I was like, oh, okay, like that actually could be a place. And then the guy responded with the wrong name, and like, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's just like that. That sucked. Uh, So, I, I I mean, I tried, but like when I started thinking about it, like since I, I mean, I didn't give up, but like since I just stopped doing it, I, I realized I was like, at the end of the day, I was like, this is really not something I want to do. Yeah. And I, I just like it's weird because when I think about myself without soccer, I'm like, I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like, yeah, I mean, you yeah. can still like play it though. I mean, I mean, I, USC has a club. Right USC has a club yeah, team, but club. like, it's, you still like it's there's still tryouts and shit. Like, yeah. So I, I still gotta sure, like. Great soccer player. Like, uh, well, mid, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's it's just hard like hearing no so much. Like we're not. I don't think a lot of us are used to. Especially like hearing no so yeah. often, and then when you think you're something, but like the coaches don't really feel that way, like it's tough. Like how many like like how many Ivy League schools are there? Like ten, like ten yeah, ish. Like, like yeah. hearing like no from ten straight schools is like like that's just like gut punch after gut punch. Yeah, that's that pretty. I don't think like yeah. devastating. People like, real like I think the worst is like I never heard no. I just. Stop getting responses. Yeah. Like, All right, well, I kind of yeah, like, figure out the that, no that, for myself. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That, that, that definitely happened with some schools too. Yeah. But like, like, damn, 
in that like broader sense of like like I really thought that was gonna work out and it doesn't like not like Owen said at collegiate like that doesn't happen often like there's always like there's someone, a lot of opportunities there, there's always someone that wants to say yes at collegiate right but when you hear someone like give you that firm like no over and over again it's like it's really tough and I and and like I'm sure like it's the same way because I guess then we get on the flip side like it's lucky like Owen and I didn't really have to go through like college decisions like opening decisions yeah, because we nice. knew already. that's that's a nice thing yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was, i applied to one school yeah so, yeah so like that's like <laughs> definitely like a, the positive of it which like i was trying to focus on the whole time is like hey when this is over like yeah done you'll be happy uh, but i don't think and a lot of times it is that because it's your junior year like no one's really thinking about that yet but like you're you're going through it when it doesn't feel like a ton of others are yeah right. do you think like i mean uh like was did that play an advantage for y'all like because you just had like that end yeah. goal in mind like once because i mean like when did you so when did you guys commit like to our schools yeah like when uh, did you know when when were you like when did i know i wanted to play football in college no like when like when was like when was like what was the day when you were like tennis and i'm going uh early november Okay. So yeah, I mean, like November, like I mean. But I mean, I I'd known for a while. Yeah. So like you, okay, but you known unofficially. Like I applied to one college. Okay. All right. I see. I, right. I committed. You committed. Early, I committed though. like September fifteenth around then. Maybe like well no. Yeah, so like mid early to mid September, I committed. I I probably knew I was gonna commit before school even started. Um, I just had to take one more visit when everyone around me thought I should go up one more time when their school started. But like, so I knew really early. So that was a, like, that's a pretty big positive. Like your senior year, you take a lot of stress off. Like, yeah, for sure. Hearing all my friends talk about like writing essays. Oh, Lord. Like, yeah, I had to write three essays, like the common app one and like two supplementals. And like, that was it. Or like hearing like it's crazy i don't know and kind of like a bad something that i probably should have thought about more was like it was like january or like february and it was like it hit me like a lot of these kids don't or not kids yeah i mean a lot people of people in our grade yeah. like didn't know where they were going and I was a lot like, of people like still haven't yeah, yeah. A lot, well a lot of people kept getting denied from places yeah. like, no what, like, the amount of wait go? lists was yeah. insane like the yeah. people that are like, still hoping on a wait list to, till today like i was like oh like Y'all don't know where you're going. Like, it felt like I knew for so long. Like, I'm going to WNL. Like, yeah, I it, it. it, like, the, the, like, like, the beauty of it had, like, worn off. Like, it was just, like, that's what's happening now. It wasn't, like. Well, I don't know for you, though, but it, I mean, it did suck. Like, having, like, like having to make a decision, though, like, it, it, it did suck. Like, for me, it was, like, do I want to play football in college or do I want to, like, go like that was hard yeah. yeah go party it up at like some sec <laughs> yeah which that, was like tough because i'm like because every now i'm at the end and i'm like damn like going to freaking uva or georgia sounds fun right about now yeah yeah but sure. but then i'm like i mean i'm I, honestly like i i think like honestly like you could say what like what i'm doing like going to like a liberal arts school like in ohio like it's kind of like the uncomfortable decision but honestly like Playing football for four more years is like more comfortable, yeah, for me than like going 
they're not doing that and yeah. going to like a regular SEC school. For sure. I mean, so, I, think, I mean, we've talked about it, like, yeah, about being like worried, like if we weren't playing sports, like what would we like? I like, do, got, yeah. like, like how would we? I don't know. I've thought about like how would I continue to like get that like competitive like urge out of me if I wasn't playing a sport, right. and like that worried me like and it still kind of does like after i graduate college like what am i really gonna do to like feel that like same like because it's like every day that's what i'm looking for and like yeah like i guess coach but like (laughs) what like i don't know about that like so it's just like you don't know how to like that's why i think that made that decision for me i was like worried like how will i get that want to play out of my system want to to compete yeah yeah i mean like i think like for for anyone uh that like had didn't know like ed like i mean i i got back i got you waited a while yeah yeah, i mean i was one of the last one of the one of the last um but like i mean i mean i got in and then made a visit and i i like i was like that's i'm done like i can't the more i thought about it i was like i can't do this anymore to be honest yeah you're just (laughs) you're just kind of like all right well I mean, eventually I'm just gonna have to pick one. Right, right. Um, and then I mean, I got deferred from a school, and I mean, I they like got back. I got back my final decision like three days ago or whatever. I'm like, I'm I've already decided. Like, yeah, done with you. But anyway, um, like it's May, and I'm still getting back like some decisions. That was kind of this thing. I was like, I wonder if I would have gotten in there. Yeah, I I was kind of wonder that. that's that's the you thing though there, I wonder if I would. yeah that's the thing though like you just got to decide like you said yeah, like you, right. you, just, you eventually you have to decide and it, i mean chances are any place will work out like right it might be going like you go on college physics like it's gonna be sick like it's gonna be cool yeah it's very rare you go on a college visit like oh this place is a dump like <laughs> true i think true i think everywhere people end up they're gonna end up Hopefully they're gonna like or they're gonna transfer and find the place. Right. Like, yeah. like it's Trans- not like transfer portal. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hit the transfer like, portal. But I feel like ninety nine percent of the time people are gonna like if you try as hard as you can to make it work, like it's gonna work and you're gonna like the place you're at if you give it. Yeah. You're all the like 100%. if you're if you're invested. If you go into it being yeah. like oh, it's gonna be good. It's gonna. You be go good. into it being like oh this is gonna suck. It's probably gonna suck. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. All I got. Well, I think that's gonna. Wrap it so, up here. Appreciate you having us yeah, on, Trent. Of course, Trump. appreciate you guys coming on. We'll be back yeah. for sure. Yeah, trying to have trying to have these boys back on sometime soon. But uh, that'll wrap it up for us today. This is episode two of Talk and Toss. Again, uh, reach out to me if you want to be on and uh, set something up. All right, see you guys. <laughs>